0: Welcome everyone to GG. Today we are doing an of two minds review of Celeste. To start things off, Celeste came out January 25th, 2018, which is a year ago today, the day this episode comes out. It was originally made during a game jam and later developed into a full game. Um, So basically, Celeste at, at surface appears to be a standard platformer with some puzzle elements. It has an air dash, which you can use as a double jump. Uh, you grapple on the walls, you jump off of the walls, you climb the walls, which will fatigue you. Par for the course, elements are added as you progress further in the game, uh, such as like a gem that will reset your dash ability and fatigue, enabling enabling you to dash again in the air. Uh, landing on the ground is how you would typically reset which comes into play later on when you are just flying through the air, not touching the ground and until you get through the exit and into another room. I played this game basically like the last week of December and it took me about 3 weeks to beat it into January. Um when did you play this?
1: See, I started this like mid December and I, I didn't finish it till the first week of January.
0: But you were a busy guy.
1: Yeah, I had a, quite a bit going on with Smash and a few other things. And I mean, I I saw even last year that this game was getting a lot of traction early on. But it, there was so much going on early last year as well. Like with, I mean, Monster Hunter, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. that it kind of got lost in the shuffle for me. And I kind of regret that <laughs> now. <laughs> I think it
0: kind of started getting some more traction from people re- uh, doing their end of year stuff
1: oh yeah people
0: th- remembering it exists because i mean coming out in january is rough
1: yeah i mean it more so i think in a lot of game of the year discussions when this game was brought up like from many uh, sites it uh a lot of those people hadn't played it yet and were starting to play it and you're hearing a lot more good surrounding it after yeah. that
0: uh so you you played this on switch right
1: yeah i played this on switch and you played it on xbox
0: I sure did.
1: Yeah. And I know we discussed on the other podcast that the obviously the controls are a little different. I, I struggled with the controls. I don't know if you had any real hiccups, but
0: I mean, I struggled, but that's because I suck at platforming
1: games. Yeah. I had just some technical issues. Um, i i mean we i think we talked that uh this game might control better with like an arcade stick or something a little bit more precise but yeah
0: and i we'll definitely get to that uh, when we come to the gameplay portion of the review (laughs) yeah i mean Um,
1: i I paid full price for this on the switch i paid the 1999 that it was
0: and i paid like a dollar because it's on game pass
1: Yeah. And I unfortunately bought this like a week before it went on sale because there there was like, you know, all the like Game of the Year type sales and like Christmas sales and whatnot. And then like a couple
0: weeks before you got Game Pass.
1: Yeah, I I just missed that. I mean, I I did want to play this on Switch. Like that is where I wanted to play this just because playing it in handheld is pretty great
0: uh yeah so i mean it took me about uh i would say 12 to 15 hours to beat this game over those few weeks i mean i i would play it maybe one or two days a week
1: yeah and i took about 10 to beat at least the main line like just the a sides i didn't do any of the b sides or c sides yeah did collect about 100 strawberries throughout yeah and there's like
0: what 250 or 200 i
1: I can't really remember exactly how many I thought it was like 180 Oh, uh, okay but it it yeah. is I did get quite a bit I kind of gave up on getting them in the later levels because I just wanted to get to the end at a certain point but
0: yeah that was me starting at like level one <laughs> <laughs> I mean I ended up I mean for me I, I mean obviously I beat the story um And then I got like I collected like four of the B sides, but I didn't get to them. I did play and beat one of the B sides uh, after I beat the game. Um, Now I'm at this point where it's like I want to see more of the game, but I'm terrible at it. So it's really hard.
1: Yeah, and see, I, I like out of just the first side, I got kind of what I needed out of it. But I'll go into that later on more so. But yeah, just uh, just to lightly touch on that now that yeah, I just didn't have really a huge desire to do B sides or get this the fabled C sides that are <laughs> incredibly hard because you have to beat all the B sides to get them.
0: So, what do you think of the visuals of the game?
1: The visuals of this are interesting because the pixel art is real minimal, and the characters don't really have faces. Which I I know I talked about that at the on the other cast, but uh, yeah, they get so much personality though through the little like character things in the top, like where they're talking and like they're squishing, kind of like your little sprite is even like squishing and has like sometimes like the laughs come out of the characters, so you get a lot of flavor out of these little tiny sprites which is yeah nice
0: <laughs> well and then there's that one point where uh a character actually just kind of comes out of their little box that their head is in
1: yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: like a sort of like a 3d effect <laughs>
1: yeah that was it, it,
0: that was surprising
1: yeah and that when that happened they that character had more detail than a lot of the other ones because they had like a face and everything <laughs> like yeah but yeah that uh it it's an interesting art style and I know we also hit on the low poly stuff uh, for the overworld.
0: Yeah, I didn't like that the overworld was a low poly deal. I felt like it would have been a lot better as like a um, a 2D landscape um, or even even like an overhead map type thing.
1: See, and now that I've had you check out some Towerfall that uh, you can see they did like a heavily pixelated like art for that overworld. So I can see probably why they didn't for Celeste.
0: Yeah, and I don't even think necessarily it would have had to be in like pixelated overworld. I just, I mean, just something that like hand-painted art style or something. Or
1: Yeah, that might have been cool to see like a watercolor painting type thing. Or yeah, something.
0: or just, I mean, any type of digital... 2d art i think would have been really good rather than the polygons because i mean nothing else in the game is 3d so that just didn't make sense to me
1: like a classic uh donkey kong like donkey kong country (laughs) overworld map yeah i mean (laughs) honestly
0: i think that would have looked really good with this i don't
1: i don't think that would have been that, I, that probably would have complemented the game a little better. See, and I know low poly is in vogue right now, so that also might speak to why they made the creative decision to go with a low poly overworld instead of something more classical or uh, memetic of the pixel art in the act- like main game.
0: Yeah, I mean, and then in the... As far as the levels go, I mean, I loved the visual style of the levels. They they
1: were pretty varied, you know, for it being a mountain.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it was. I mean, and every single level had a different style. So, I mean, you know, they put a lot of work into that. Um, It never felt like you were just kind of going through the same landscape over and over again.
1: Yeah, in particular, I think some of the most varied levels were the hotel which is chapter three and then towards the end when you like plummet and you yeah you're in almost like a jungle area (laughs) yeah you're
0: like this doesn't make any sense and it's like in i think this is set in like canada
1: (laughs) yeah that was my understanding was it was kind of in a theoretical canada Yeah. yeah yeah and the uh gameplay wise did you like how this felt like?
0: Well, I, I had more. I had more to say. Oh, you have visual more about visuals. Style. I had more here about visuals. One thing I really liked about the visual style too was were the backgrounds of all the levels. They were all animated in some way, so you weren't just staring at a static background that maybe scrolled. There was always something happening in the background that made it each level unique.
1: Well, and. Uh... That was one of my favorite parts is not necessarily the animated backgrounds, but just any of the animated sequences like with the character models were superbly animated in like their top little face, like yeah. face things.
0: Yeah, those are really good. Like their faces were were, were really well. I mean, they weren't even animated. They just the, their expressions were done really well.
1: Well, and then the, uh, the little animated scenes like splash screens when you beat chapters and oh, yeah. stuff like that was just so like gorgeous looking and well done
0: yeah and then there's that i can't remember which level it was but there was a point where um you do something and suddenly like these certain blocks were now like portal-ish like see-through starry and like the whole style of those just changed mid-level um i thought that was pretty cool how they did that because it just felt like some crazy stuff just happened
1: I mean, you really do get a sense that you're impacting the environment, yeah. Throughout this, or just you on this journey is making changes to the mountain itself.
0: But yeah, as far as gameplay, I mean, I, I mean, to me, it was really challenging and and fun. I, I wanted to come back each day and and progress a little further, uh, just to see the end, basically, or see what happens. I felt like it, it was, it was to a, it was hard enough to a point where It did get frustrating at times. I mean, I died after like the first or second level. I think I died like 500 times per level. I ended up with like 2,700 deaths. See those early levels.
1: I only had like 80 something deaths like (laughs) the early ones. And then much of the later ones, it was like 200, 300 like per.
0: Yeah, I think the first one I had like one to 200. But then like the first boss fight, I think I had like 500 because I was just I just kept uh, I just kept. Dying. It was really (laughs) frustrating. And I mean, part of the thing I liked about the gameplay, which part this is I mean, one thing I liked a lot about the gameplay was that you you enter a room and for the most part, you can kind of plan out your moves that you want to make in the room in order to get to the other side or you have to figure it out. Um, sometimes that doesn't quite work cause the room will scroll and you have to, so then you kind of have to figure it out more by trial and error and on the fly.
1: Yeah. Some of those rooms are a lot bigger than you expect. Yeah. Like,
0: but for the most part, I like that you were able to sit and plan some things, despite the fact that like you, you spend like an entire level flying through the air <laughs> and until you get, I mean, even the, the only flat land is the entrance and the e- the exit is in the ceiling on the other side of the room. So <laughs> as soon as you jump, you've got to be constantly moving and you can't even just you can't even grapple on to the side because it fatigues you. you so eventually you just fall. So you. Got to be constantly moving in those rooms.
1: See, and I don't know if you uh, do this. Maybe this is just a me thing. But if I get, like, far in a room and then die, like, right when I'm about to transition uh, or just get real frustrated by a real cheap death or something, I'll, like, kill myself a couple times just out of (laughs) anger to kind of reset my cycle.
0: (laughs) No, I usually don't do that. I usually (laughs) just keep keep going at it. But usually it it just ends up... It, it just naturally ends up being that I kill myself early because it's like I get so far and then it's like you get that, that far in the level and you're like, you forget the muscle memory from the first yeah, section. Just,
1: like I said, I'll just sometimes though, I'll uh, I'll splat myself a few times though. Like I'll just be like, ah, I'm just going to jump on these spikes because I'm just so frustrated, but it'll <laughs> give me some relief or reset it in my mind somehow.
0: But yeah, I mean, despite the fact that I'm really terrible at platforming games, I felt encouraged in a way, in a weird way to keep going. Through the game which might actually speak to the story a little bit um despite the fact that like i mean for me the story i liked the story don't get me wrong but i think it was probably the weakest part of the game
1: that's interesting because that's something we're definitely going to differ on because i the story uh to me was on its surface like it seems simple on your on the surface and when you like observe it from the very start of the game like madeline you're main character is just like i feel the need to climb this mountain like mount celeste and like it doesn't it there's no real purpose but she feels driven to do it for whatever reason that may be and then things get way more complex as time goes so the yeah
0: and i'm not like i said i'm not saying it's bad i just think that i mean of all the the four the four elements that we're kind of looking at for these reviews um i feel like this was probably the weakest one
1: it might i maybe like like i said we will differ there uh in my opinion but (laughs) but 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 we'll we'll discuss that towards the end but just like why i feel the way i do but once we get through these sections but
0: i mean i liked the dialogue um I thought the dialogue was good and fun. It
1: felt organic, like yeah. in a really nice way. Like I, all the conversations felt very genuine, like a real conversation you would have.
0: Yeah. But I mean, just as far as like the actual story is concerned, like some of it just felt like, I don't, why does, why is this happening? Like the, the, her, the, the part of me bit didn't seem to quite make sense to me.
1: Well, see, and this, uh, this whole game, what makes it nice is ga- the gameplay and the story are tied intimately together because the gameplay, obviously this learning by trial and error serves the story of like climbing this mountain and you're going to face hardships and failures along the way and all these setbacks yeah. and then you as a player feel that because you're going to have those setbacks and you're going to be buttoning your head against this thing and uh, so you as a player can relate heavily to Madeline like you, to the character you're playing. You you feel like your character, but the with the uh, your dark half that kind of like erupts from you mid game, like com- comes out of this mirror and starts to set you back. It's like I said, uh, mo- a lot of indie games always have these like grander concepts, or you're yeah. supposed to kind of have this like philosophical thing. But it- it's it- uh, stealing words from uh, RuPaul uh, here <laughs> uh, from Drag Race, <laughs> but. Uh, this serves as your inner saboteur. So it, you, this constant, like, incessant gnawing at you or inner, once again, your inner saboteur that's setting it's you like back. self-defeating
0: and, thoughts. Yeah. And, okay. it, and
1: that's what the, your dark half represents. And it, it's... Okay. Yeah. And the yeah, game... See, I,
0: I, I got to that and I was like, is this supposed to be like her fear side or like, is this depression?
1: <laughs> it, it's kind of all those things. I mean, in some way. They're, it's your negative energies.
0: I mean, I did like, I liked all the characters he came across, uh, except for Mr. Oshiro, I'd I hated Mr. Oshiro.
1: See in my notes I actually have written down here many of the people you meet along the way are kind of dicks (laughs) (laughs) except for Theo because yeah Mr. Oshiro he's kind of like I feel bad for him like the game makes you feel really bad for him.
0: I mean it doesn't make me feel bad for him.
1: I (laughs) did. (laughs) He's (laughs)
0: he's totally like that anime character that's like having an outer he's having an inner monologue but he's saying it out loud like off in the corner where you can still hear him like no
1: (laughs) just stop please. So yeah, he's basically an incel. (laughs) He just comes off that way. But I mean, even Granny is like kind of a dick to you. You're losing her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was. I mean that that the Oshiro stuff fell flat for me. I did not enjoy Oshiro. But I I mean, the old lady, I love the old lady. (laughs) And that kind of brings me to like the sounds a little bit. I mean the the sounds of the talking. I loved how they mimicked. I mean, they were all kind of um synths. Like chiptune synths, and they all um, were modulated in a way that s- sounded like they're trying to mimic the sounds that they were actually saying. Um, so I liked that a lot, especially like I mean, you could hear like certain words, like when the the old lady was laughing, you could like the <laughs> the way it sounded sounded like an old lady laughing, but in the form of a chip tune, it was great. And then there's like in the, the Theo, he he says a certain word that I mean, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let everybody experience that for themselves if they haven't played it, but you'll hear it and you'll be like, oh my god! So <laughs>
1: and the, the I, I love that. The way they did this talking, that it wasn't like yeah. actual audio, because it has a charm to it that yeah. you, you that old games had that a lot yeah. of new games don't. But like
0: even better than that, because old games were just solid sounds like do 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 like stuff like that, like the yeah.
1: The, well, some of them I think of like banjo kazooie though, and like which even though banjo kazooie I always relate to like characters speaking in like burps and farts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so. Yeah, like I mean it's kind of like, I guess related to that a little bit, but I mean like other a lot of older games where they're talking and it's it's almost like the sound of just text moving across the screen. Yeah. And this is actually like more animated. It feels more real, like something like they're actually, that's how they actually talk.
1: Yeah. This, it, it was something that alone was something special, but I mean, even just the soundtrack of the actual game was yeah, music, easily my favorite of 2018.
0: The music was really good. And as I said, I mean, I've been listening to it a lot just while I'm editing the podcast now it's basically made it made its way onto, like, my list of stuff to listen to.
1: And, and prior to playing the game, I had listened to the soundtrack, like, a ton but yeah. <laughs> before I even, like, cracked into it. Yeah, and, and you
0: never got tired of it while you're playing the game either. Like, certain times, like, where you can't beat a certain level and you're like, God, this music just won't stop and you just want to just kill yourself because you keep hearing this music over and over again.
1: And this hits uh, something really rare in games, which is... Uh, for the music that it stands on its own, that I enjoy listening to it outside of the game, but also yeah. it complements the game like perfectly. Oh yeah.
0: Like each, each song for each level is on point. I mean, and then the on top of that, the sound effects were just, they, they really hit the mark with the sound effects. Everything you're doing has an impact with the sound. So it feels solid. Everything is everything about this game is just really tight. Like they tied everything together really well into a nice package.
1: See, and I felt I know I wanted to hit back on the story real quick, but so you didn't quite, uh, I guess, uh, really grasp that kind of like dark Madeline is your like inner saboteur in a way. But t- towards the end, you get help from that. And it's it's kind of obviously accepting your dark half as or negative feelings and maybe working with those to propel you forward. Yeah, that that's actually was
0: that was a cool moment in the game. I did like that part.
1: And re- really, I think the uh, overall message of this is like everybody has negative feelings. Everybody has negative emotions. And it's OK to ask for help, I think, because that's like. Theo's your friend through this, but Madeline never feels she like there's obviously like stuff between her and her mom that like, she doesn't feel she can talk to her mom. And like, yeah, she, even when she meets Theo, Theo's like always super helpful and friendly, but she's kind of closed off to him for quite some time.
0: Oh yeah. Um, I, I forgot to mention a part in a gameplay that I really liked that I completely forgot about until just now. Um, I liked the dream sequences where, it would show you kind of, it would show you kind of how the next level is going to operate, but it's in the form of her sleeping in the dream. I liked that a lot. Like in one level, these there are these monsters that the only way I can describe them is that they're evil floating sonic heads.
1: That was like the most stressful part of the game for me.
0: That was, that I hated those parts, but like the dream part that instead of, um, you just being exposed to it and just having to, like, figure it out. Like, the dream part had you pilot that thing and figure that out and make your way towards the sleeping you, and then that's when the level starts.
1: See, and I, sp- speaking of gameplay again, we, I guess, didn't really mention that each, like, chapter kind of introduces a new, like, thing or, like, mechanic. Like, you touched on the starry, like, kind of blobs that you dash through, though. You dash yeah. through those, and then you get an- your dash your air dash thing back when you pop out on the other side
0: yeah and also you can jump while exiting one of those and propel you even further which i didn't know until i got did a b-side with one of those and they're like (laughs) yeah you can do this now too." by the way and that was like the core mechanic for that b-side I think I died another 300 well, times I, just on that B side.
1: I like that. They don't tell you anything really like they, they don't because yeah. even uh, chapter one has like is chapter one's the most basic. There, there's basically no extra little thing you grab. But yeah. you'll you'll you're just learning how to like grab on walls and stuff. But it has little sliding blocks that when you touch them they slide, and then you yeah. have to learn that like oh if I release or jump at this moment it throws me further. Like
0: yeah, those yeah, and it builds as you go through the game. It gets harder and harder, and it just adds more and more elements. Um, but each level has a unique element of its own,
1: like the bubbles.
0: The bubbles, I hated those the most. I think they,
1: they all seem to replenish your dash, though, like mid thing, and yeah. then like propel you forward at some accelerated rate. <laughs> um,
0: then there was one level where you had blocks that would you you'd grab onto a block and it would just start moving and you had to either oh, climb right. on top of it and so you wouldn't be crushed or there were ones that you could even kind of control while you were holding on to it and that would be a puzzle where you have to put it into a spot where it will go through something but then you have to jump off of it and get ahead of it because there's something else that you would you can't go through the area that it's going to go through because it's full of spikes or vines or whatever and you have to jump over something and it, it they did all that stuff in a really In a really good way that I think worked really well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, um, So now that we've spoken to all that, or did you have anything else to add? Now that we've kind of touched on all the components of this, would you like to give this a score? Would you feel comfortable giving this a score?
0: For for me, I don't have a lot of bad things I can say about this game. So I mean, I probably, I I think I would have to give this a solid 9 out of ten.
1: Nine that That seems pretty fair see, I give this an 8.5 and you see, I like my highs for this were the, I mean, the music is some of the best I've ever heard. The story is very deep and like meaningful on a personal level. Oh, the gameplay is really tight and clean with elements that make it feel varied throughout. And then like the visuals do a lot with very little, like as, as bare minimum as the sprites and everything are, they are really packed a lot with a lot of character and personality.
0: Yes. Um, so, for me, for the high points of the game, I mean, the, the sound design was just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I can't get over how good this, sound, how good this thing sounded in headphones while you were playing it. Uh, I really liked the fact that you could, for, for the most part, you were able to analyze the levels. You were able to analyze the levels and get a feel for what you want to do before you make your first move. With a few exceptions in some of the more difficult levels, <laughs> um, I yeah. mean, and then like the level design, and I mean, you're again, I felt like I was encouraged to keep going through the game, um, despite that I just kept dying over and over and over again. But I would just get a little bit further each time to where I I knew that I it's like if I just do this, I can make it through to the end of the level.
1: See, it's strange because that's kind of one of my low points for this was that the game, albeit intentional. it it can be frustrating when you get stuck on a segment and then you can get, it can get dull or boring because of that. Oh
0: yeah. See, it didn't, I never felt any dull or boring part of the game. Uh, for, I mean,
1: I had some moments where it just was like, Oh, like I need to like walk away from this for a bit. Like,
0: yeah. The only thing that was stopping me from playing the game was my hands cramping up.
1: Oh, I felt that like, I
0: just, I, I just, I would have powered through the entire game in one sitting if I if if I didn't have physical limitations over here. Um, and then the final the final high point that I had was actually like the last boss. I really liked that point because by that point in the game, you've played so much of it and you're like good enough to get to this point. That the final boss, like I don't want to say it felt easy, but I felt like I was really good at the game by that point. So I was just like. I was just going after the boss like it felt like really I still died a lot but like like I felt like I was really in a groove at that point and I was just like going after the boss and I just kept
1: well that ties in almost all the elements up until that point too and you you, yeah you feel confident with all your movement
0: yeah I mean you get to that and it's just like there's no more just sitting and analyzing anything it's just like I know exactly what I need to new what I need to do as soon as I see
1: (laughs) Yeah, that, I mean, that fight in particular was... It's one of the best moments, and it... It went
0: on forever, too.
1: Yeah, and then after that, it, like... The game doesn't really slow you down. Like, like that's easily the climax of the game. Oh, yeah. But then it it propels you straight to the end with, you no know, like, it doesn't slow you down.
0: Yeah. The only real low points I had for the game, the first one, obviously, being the cramping hands. Like, <laughs> it cramped up my hands. I mean, even using... What I feel is the most comfortable controller in existence, the Xbox controller, which I mean, personal preference, a lot of people like DualShock 4, um, but I prefer the Xbox controller myself. Um, even that cramped up my hands a lot. So, I mean, we as we said earlier, I think Fight Sticks would be a really good. um like
1: that or maybe even... A- NES controller (laughs) like I don't there's like not really a controller to play there needs to be a Celeste specific
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean and that's basically my other down my other low point of the game is um, diagonal movement was really difficult because the like those blobs that you had to dash through there were a lot of times especially doing in the b-side that I played um, you had to do diagonal dashes through those and those were the most difficult ones because I'd either just go one direction, or go left, or go up.
1: Yeah, straight up. And I, that's what I like had happen every single time,
0: and it felt like I don't know if it was just because of the way the controllers are, or, or but I felt like fight sticks. If if you have fight sticks, try try using them with this game because that might be the best way to play it.
1: It, it may be, and see a drawback for me was that I obviously more so than you play a lot of platforming games. So, and I I don't know, had you played Super Meat Boy at all?
0: I played a lot of Super Meat Boy and never beat it.
1: And I know this is like apples to oranges like situation, like despite the fact that both are platforming games, but it's Super Meat Boy is the closest parallel to this easily. Yeah, you you Um, die a lot. (laughs) but, But I felt Super Meat Boy did more with less. Like Super Meat Boy basically only has running and jumping. That's it and yeah. i felt running me- jumping
0: and sliding
1: yeah and that game felt extremely varied in its content and not once again not to malign like celeste in any way celeste had a lot of variants but you basically go through the whole game and it introduces all these like varied elements but it it doesn't really combine them i guess it does in the b and c sides but i, I don't like the idea that uh basically everything's introduced by the end of the game and then you don't really have moments where all of it's like tied together unless you have to do supplementary content to the main game.
0: Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't combine them all into like until like the very end. But even then, it's,
1: I mean, that's one chapter's worth, which, like I said, I do know th- that the like B and C sides tie all that in. But I see that stuff as supplementary content, like stuff you don't necessarily have to or you'd have to be a diehard to really want to do because it gets exponentially more difficult.
0: Stuff that I actually want to try, but <laughs> I, I have a bad feeling I won't ever get to because um I feel like I don't there's a lot of weird kind of puzzles in this game that I think span across several levels.
1: That I, I was starting to think that too when I was seeing you try to like solve some of those. Like there's something here, I don't know what it is, and then I was like, I'm pretty sure you need stuff from other chapters to solve whatever this is yeah
0: like i feel like there are certain things you need to do in some levels to do something in another level but again nothing they don't tell you anything so it's all just kind of you got to find it on your own which i think i like that a lot in some way some regards because there are way too many games these days that just hold your hand and give you nav points to everything you need to do
1: well i mean and that also even hits on like I said before, the the game doesn't explain itself ever. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't say that these moving platforms will thrust you further if you jump at the right time. Like you just kind of yeah do it. Yeah. <laughs> and it.
0: I feel like if I want to play the C sides, I'm going to have to beat all the B sides, which that that first B side would lot. I didn't even and I haven't even found all the B sides. So I have to still look for them. I still have to go through the rest of the game again in find the B sides that I missed in order to um in order to get them and then I feel like I have to beat all the B sides in order to get the C sides and I've then again they're coming out with the DLC that's gonna add ultra hard levels and I feel like I'm gonna have to beat the C sides in order to access those so I don't know if I'm ever gonna get to play that DLC
1: <laughs> you're gonna have some very sore hands if you do
0: I know my thumbs were raw after <laughs> playing this game and it and It's a testament to how fun I think they made this game, which I mean, for me, um, one thing I rate my rating for games above all else is like, is it fun to play? I mean, story, I can forgive a lot in a bad story as long as a game is fun to play. If I have a good time playing with it, I feel like I will keep going in it.
1: Yeah. And this, like I said, it's the simple gameplay, I think helps keep it fun because you it doesn't add a whole lot of elements, and like I said, even the elements it did add kind of fundamentally function the same way by replenishing yeah. your dash like midway through or propelling you forward at an accelerated rate.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I I mean, I had a really good time playing this game, and I'm still sadistically looking forward to attempting to play more of it. um Hopefully, it doesn't get in the way of me playing other games for the the other the main <laughs> podcast because i only have so much time now that i'm editing all these extra podcasts
1: just keep playing celeste so
0: <laughs> it's a celeste and rocket league and minecraft and um pretending i play fortnite
1: is it <laughs> so after all of that you still feel comfortable at a nine
0: i think i do it's a pretty solid game it's really tight i mean it's i would recommend it to anybody especially if you have an xbox just i mean um
1: it's real cheap i mean yeah. like 10 bucks at uh, on a regular month yeah. it's going to be 10 bucks to get game pass and play it on yeah. there and you get a whole bunch of other offerings through that
0: and at that point i mean i think the i mean the game being a year old it's probably between 10 and 15 to buy it now
1: i mean i even could give this a solid recommend at the 20 bucks that i paid for it yeah, and I it's going to be on sale constantly
0: yeah and so even if you don't want to pay buy the game buy game pass for a month and and play it and then get rid of it <laughs> if you don't want to play if you don't want game pass but that's obviously for the xbox audience like me
1: yeah and even like i said 20 bucks on switch 100 percent worth it um so yeah and then i mean i stand by an 8.5 i mean that's like 0.5 lower than yours which is <laughs> you know it's I like I all said, semantics I, at that point. Yeah, I, mean, I think I and like I said, I think my drawbacks are just that I play so many other platforming games like it makes me a little bit more stiff on my scoring.
0: Yeah, you have a lot more experience, whereas I mean, the platforming games I've played recently would be that and I don't think I've played another platforming game in the last two years. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, that's how terrible I am at it.
1: Well, you heard it here, guys. That's uh, if you haven't played a platforming game in a really long time, here's a really good one to get back into it.
0: Yeah. I mean, if if you feel like you hate platforming games, maybe still try this one, because I mean, I came into this being like, I hate platforming (laughs) games and and I ended up really, really having a good time with it. So, I mean,
1: you're still playing it and I'm not. So, (laughs) yeah,
0: the platforming guy isn't playing it anymore. So take that as you will.
1: I think that wraps it up for here.
0: So that wraps up our review of Celeste. Don't forget to check out our website at litgamingarena.com. And we do have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash litgamingarena. And follow us on Twitter at litgamingarena. Tune in next week. Next Wednesday, we will have another review going up as well as... The regular podcast, once again, will go up on Sunday, as usual. By the time this is posted, the podcast will have been recorded and entering the editing stages. And finally, join us on Discord. chat.litgamingarena.com will take you directly to the invite to our Discord, and you can hang out with us there. And that about covers everything, so we will see you in the next episode.